Hello folks, Luke's English Podcast is sponsored by italki, a service that you can use to get uh, English lessons or conversation practice with actual people, real people, uh, some of them English people, British people, or American people, Australian people, native English speakers, basically. Um, some of them are just people who speak English, and you can talk to them, and they will be friendly and talk to you too. And they're cheaper than the qualified teachers who can provide you with more structured lessons, feedback, grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation work, maybe help you prepare for a Cambridge exam or a job interview. It's a network that's being used by many, many, many people all around the world to learn lots of different languages and stuff like that. Check out italki and that can help. Actual, I mean, listening to this podcast is good. Great, right? When you're on the bus and train and stuff, you're listening. Eh, English. Oh, brilliant. Oh, listening to English. Ah, oh. <laughs> that obviously that's those are the noises that you make when you're listening to this pod. Oh, ooh, ah, oh, English. Great. That's all good. But if you're serious, it's really worth taking some time to organise some lessons with uh, people with you know actually practice speaking, and you can do that with italki. And remember, because you listen to this podcast italki will uh, send you a voucher worth a free lesson uh, when you buy some talking time. Not bad. Check out that offer by going to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or just click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello folks, how are you doing? I hope you're doing all right. I'm going to just speak like this at the beginning of the episode. My intonation tone is rising for no reason. I don't know why. And now it's starting to come back down again as we just settle in to this new episode of Luke's English Podcast. And uh, you might be able to hear the sounds of my dishwasher in the background. I don't know if you can hear that. Some slight noise, some slight dishwasher noise in the background there. And um, you join me in this episode in the kind of kitchen area of uh, my flat here in Paris with the noises of ordinary life going on around me. Um, yes, now I'm going to mention the status of uh, the baby. She is currently sleeping in her little cot where she sleeps there, just on the other side of the table. Uh, so she's asleep. Right, so this is my chance to pounce on the microphone, leap on it like a, like some sort of wild cat, pow, like a leopard or something, I, I've, like a cougar. I've leapt onto the recording equipment in order to take this opportunity to record a new episode of the podcast. So here it is. I hope that dishwasher is not uh, too noisy in the background. And I also hope that my daughter does not wake up, even though I am speaking fairly loudly here. But basically, when she does sleep during the day, normally that's it. And even a bit of background noise won't wake her up. Because it's kind of like she's just decided, right, I'm sleeping now and that's it. Even if there's stuff going on around me, I will carry on sleeping. That's what I think. 
But maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe speaking like this will wake her up. We will have to see. Hopefully it won't disturb your enjoyment of this new episode of this podcast for learners of English recorded by me in my flat. And here we go. Right, so this one, I think it's episode number one. uh, No, one? No, no. This is episode number 513. And it feels like I'm in the kind of Levi's section of my podcast archive at this point uh, because all the numbers recently have, have felt like different types of Levi's jeans. We had episode 501, episode 511, episode 512, and now episode 513. I think they're all different types of Levi's. Does that mean anything? Is that significant at all? I don't know. No idea. No idea. Genes. Genes. I mean, I was talking about genetics recently, wasn't I? Wasn't I talking about nature versus nurture on this podcast not long ago? About um, language nativism and whether sort of language learning is somehow genetic? I don't know. I'm trying to make a connection between Levi's genes and the number of recent episodes of the podcast numbers of recent episodes of the podcast (sighs) okay all right luke you've done your nonsense rambling at the beginning now let's get to the point all right then so this is episode 513 and at the moment it has the title general ramble slash news slash comments a very functional title for this episode um nothing particularly exciting sometimes i wonder about the titles I choose for episodes of my podcast and I kind of think the title is probably very 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 important and in order to increase my audience I should probably be writing more clickbaity titles you know like clickbait I've talked about clickbait on the podcast recently I'm sure Um, this is stuff that is clickbait is stuff that you see on the internet um, which is designed purely to make you click on it so that um, they can get some money through advertising revenue. So maybe, and they they usually use very sort of, um, uh, they use titles which are supposed to attract your attention. Okay, so my, my, did you hear my daughter making a noise there? My theory about her being able to sleep through this is obviously completely wrong. And I, I think I'm probably disturbing her, I guess. Although sometimes we can have a full-on conversation and she is fast asleep. We can even have like loads of people around drinking and talking and a bit of music in the background and she sleeps through the entire thing. So I, th- I assumed that she was all right with it, but apparently not. Uh, all right. What was I talking about? Clickbait. All right. I'm going to pause the podcast and let's see if I can remember what the hell I was talking about when I start again. Okay, we're back again. And I would like to say... Very, I'm very sorry for interruptions to the podcast like this, but you know, that's just life, isn't it? It's just life. And as you know, I don't do this in a studio in professional conditions. I'm doing it at home, squeezing in recordings of the podcast into my normal life. Uh, I'm now standing up. I've got the baby in one of those baby carriers. It's something you can use to kind of strap the baby to, to your chest. So she's sitting in this little baby carrier, which I think is quite comfortable. She normally seems quite happy in that, and I can kind of jig up and down, you know, kind of bounce her up and down in it. And normally when she's moving and she's close to me, uh, that's when she's sort of a bit more satisfied. 
She can drool all over my T-shirt. If she's not happy, I'm sure that we'll find out in in due course as she starts screaming and stuff. Hopefully that won't happen. Anyway, I was talking about clickbait, so maybe I should choose uh, titles for my episodes that are a bit more clickbaity. You know, things like, um, this guy chose to record a podcast with his baby in the room and you'll never guess what happened next, you know, or... This guy's got a technique for learning English, and the language schools don't want you to know about it. You know, that sort of thing. Um, maybe I should choose that sort of thing. This guy um, this guy was podcasting with the dishwasher in the background, and the results uh, were, well, not really any different to normal. Not such a good title. Anyway, this one is General Ramble News Comments. Not a clickbaity title um, because I don't like clickbait, even though it might bring some more people to the podcast because they'd see that and they'd be like, wow, I've got to listen to that. What happened to the guy who chose to record a... Uh, what about the English teacher who chose to record a podcast with his dishwasher and his baby... And the results were stunning, and it revealed three secrets about learning English. Um, yeah, that would probably attract a couple of people, but I don't agree with that sort of stuff. I mean, if you know, have you seen um, things like videos on YouTube and stuff where they have like three secrets about learning English or about anything or the truth about blah, blah, blah? Usually, if you, have, if you see a video that says the truth about something, you've got to be a bit suspicious. Normally, what that is is just someone who's very sort of pissed off about that subject, and they choose that video to air their slightly politically motivated views on it. The truth about the new Star Wars film, which is, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, good. Right, anyway, um, so... Uh, this episode will be the last episode I upload until March. And when I wrote that down earlier on, which I think was a couple of days ago, because I've been trying to record this podcast for ages, and various things keep getting in my way. So I wrote that down a few days ago. This will be the last episode I upload until March. When I wrote that down, that made more sense. Now I'm, I'm recording this on the 23rd of, of February... This might not be uploaded until the 24th or something. So that's not such a big deal, is it? Oh, the last episode until March? Oh, that's actually less than a week away. Big deal. Anyway, when I recorded, when I wrote that down, that was quite a long time between then and the, the, the beginning of March. But anyway, the point still stands. Why it, will this be the last episode until March? Well, I have reached my upload limit with my podcasting host, Libsyn. Every month I've got a, a limit for how much uh, data I can upload uh, into the cloud, into my account. Uh, there's a, a limit, and I rarely reach that limit, but this month I'm almost there, almost at the limit. I think I've probably got enough uh, data to be able to upload this episode, maybe a couple of other little things. But the point is, uh, why? Why is this? Uh, why have you reached your upload limit, Luke? Well, uh, I've done four episodes of Luke's English podcast this month, but also I've uploaded quite a lot of stuff into the app as well. 
the Luke's English Podcast app, which um, if which you should download now onto your phone, free. Um, so I've been filling up the app with other things, not just episodes of this podcast, but some other stuff. For example, I put in quite a lot of videos, including some stuff from my YouTube channel, including some videos from... Well, when I started doing videos nearly 10 years ago, when I was, uh, well, much younger and single and living in my London flat and I had a terrible haircut. Uh, So check those out uh, if you want to see what life was like nearly 10 years ago and just how bad uh, and embarrassing the haircut um, truly is. But also uh, I've uploaded some more recent videos that are not on the YouTube channel and uh, that are only available in the app. So that's nice. That's taken up quite a lot of uh, data space uh, in my account. Also, I've uploaded uh, quite a lot of episodes of my other podcast, A Phrasal Verb A Day, into the app. So, so far, I've uploaded 40 episodes of A Phrasal Verb A Day, episodes 1 to 40. Do you know about A Phrasal Verb A Day? Do you know about that? That was a, something I started a few years ago, and it was a slightly overambitious project where I chose to record a short phrasal verb episode for every single day of the year. I got up to about 140 episodes, which is not bad, uh, before I realized that it was very difficult to actually record um, uh, an episode every single day of the year. Because stuff happens, you know, you end up uh, getting busy with life, as, as we know. Like, you know, dishwashers and things sometimes are more important. Especially if you don't have any clean dishes. And maybe your wife doesn't understand why there aren't clean dishes. And, you know, those sorts of things. Um, so I, uh, anyway, I recorded about 140 episodes of a phrasal verb a day. They uh, are available as their own podcast. You can find that in iTunes and other podcasting places, a phrasal verb a day. But I also thought, well, I should put them into the app as well, because that would, you know, make the app even better. So I've been slowly uploading them. And so far, 40 phrasal verb episodes are available there. And also um, some app-only episodes in the app as well, including a recent one that I did with Lindsay from All Ears English. You'll find that uh, in the app-only episodes category. Um, And I'll tell you more information about that episode with Lindsay in a moment. So check out the Luke's English Podcast app if you haven't done so already. Um, I'm going to be adding more stuff there all the time. So it's more than just a place to listen to episodes of Luke's English Podcast. It's also a place to get loads of other content from me straight to your phone. Um, One thing you should know is that in the app there are categories. There should be categories. Now, I know that the uh, Apple version of the app, the iPhone version, uh, does have categories in it. And um, that would be like if you open up the app... And um, there are three little lines in the top left-hand corner. Uh, Just tap those lines and you get the side menu. In the iPhone version, there is an item in the menu that says categories. And if you tap that, you'll see all the different categories of stuff that you can find in the app, including a phrasal verb a day, the app-only episodes, Luke's English podcast episodes, videos, 
the episodes um, describing the app, welcome to the to the app, uh, jingles and music and stuff like that. Um, so use those categories to help you navigate, you know, your way through the app. Because if you just use the overall episodes list, you'll find that it's, you know, there's so much stuff, all of those uh, phrasal verb episodes, you need to scroll through them all. But use the categories, that's the way to easily access the, the content that you're looking for in the iPhone version. I recently discovered uh, that the Android version doesn't have those categories, which is really, really annoying because I thought that both versions had the categories. So if you're using the Android version of the app, it must be a lot more difficult to access all the content that you're looking for. You have to scroll past all of those phrasal verb episodes and stuff. Um, Now, I've been in touch with Libsyn, the developer of the app, to say to them, now look here, I didn't choose that tone. I could have. I could have chosen the sort of slightly angry, uh, posh gentleman from the from the 1930s. Now look here. Now look here, Libsyn. Um, I sent you an email with the understanding that you would include certain categories in the Luke's English Podcast app for the Android version. And upon discovering those categories were missing, you know, I didn't do that. I just sent them an email saying, I see there are no categories in the uh, Android version. What's going on? So hopefully they're going to fix that and you should find handy category a handy category menu in the side menu of your Android app which will help you to get the best out of um the app. Okay? Good. So let's uh let's hope that that gets fixed soon. Um other stuff. What else has been going on? Um so I've been on some other people's podcasts recently, some OPP. I've been on some other people's podcasts. For example, I was on All Ears English. Of course, you know about All Ears English, don't you? Everyone knows about them. All Ears English, the girls from America, the United States of America, uh, Lindsay, and it was Gabby, but uh, these days it's Lindsay and Michelle Kaplan who do episodes of All Ears English, and then there's Jessica, who does the IELTS Energy podcast. Anyway, I was on uh, All Ears English talking to Lindsay, and we recorded an episode together that went into their app, because All Ears English have just uploaded, uh, they've just created their own app as well. Everyone's making apps these days. Everyone's, you've got to have your own app now, apparently. Not just having a podcast isn't enough. You need your own app. So, All Ears English have got an app, and um, they invited me, well, Lindsay invited me to take part in an episode uh, which is exclusive to their app. So, they've done an app-only episode for the All Ears English listening app. And um, if you want to get their app, just search the app store for All Ears English listening. And on in our episode, um, I talked to Lindsay about how we can talk about politics without getting into trouble, okay? So that was, you know, subjects like Brexit or uh, Donald Trump. How can we talk about those things uh, without really kind of stating our opinion on the subject? Say, for example, you're doing business with some American people or some British people and the subject of Brexit or Donald Trump comes up and you're aware that you you want to talk about that subject, but you don't want to state a clear opinion about it. You don't want to get into a a debate or an argument. 
and instead what you want to do is somehow talk about the subject without really stating an opinion which is a useful thing to be able to do sometimes um, you know that that basically means talking in a diplomatic way uh, or using certain indirect language or certain communication strategies to diplomatically and carefully uh, discuss a subject without like everything becoming very opinionated and subjective and if you want to know how to do that you can listen to uh, my episode in the all ears english listening app uh, about discussing politics okay also i was on um a new podcast which is being made by my friends amber and sarah you know amber minogue of course she's uh, one of the pod pals sarah donnelly is also uh, quite a frequent guest on the podcast and um, amber and sarah um, have recently started a new project which is called becoming mammal and it's a stage comedy show like a two-woman show and also they're making podcast episodes where they discuss all the ins and outs of uh, raising children in france where if you're a mum if you're a mother in france you're not a mum or a mom in america uh, you know, mum is the British word and mom is the American word. So you're not mum or mom, but instead you become maman, which is a totally different thing. This is the, the French version of a mum. And it basically means learning the cultural stuff relating to parenting in France. And uh, Amber and Sarah, both having had children here, know all about that. And so they've started a, a podcast and a comedy show all about it. I saw the first performance of their comedy show uh, a few weeks ago and it was very very funny they've done a great job they've been working together writing the show preparing themselves recording episodes of their podcast this is their new thing and it's going really well and i think it's very funny so um yes they invited me onto the becoming mammal podcast not that i'm becoming mammal of course although today i am at home with the baby uh, like a house husband or something um, no, I'm becoming Papa, you could say, which is like the French version of Dad. Anyway, uh, they invited me on and we talked about becoming a dad and also about the subject of raising bilingual children um, and and the sort of the complexities relating to bringing up your children to speak both languages. Um, and so you can listen to that, uh, search iTunes or all of your other podcast places for Becoming Mammal. Mammal is spelt M-A-M-A-N. Becoming Mammal. Or you can check the episode archive on my website, teacherluke.co.uk, because I posted a link to that episode there too. And if you are subscribed to the email list, or if, if you're just a regular website user, then you'll probably already know about this. And you'll be thinking, yep, yep, Luke, yep, yep, I know, I know, I know, I, I got the email. Thank you very much. Did you get the email? So you might be in the email list and you might be thinking, wait a minute, I didn't get an email about that. Well, you, you know, you should be reading the emails that I send to you then. The way I, my email list works is that I just have a standard email um, template and it always says the same thing. It says, hi, uh, email subscriber. I've uploaded some new content onto the website. Check it out here. Thank you very much. And then there's a little link underneath. So it always says the same thing, which I understand might be a bit kind of boring, but 
that's just the way it works. And so, anyway, you should click the link because that will, you know, reveal the new, the magical new content which is available um, either on the website or just um, on the podcast. Okay, so that was all his English listening, uh, becoming mammal. Uh, also, did I tell you about this? I don't know if I told you about this. In December, I was on the Earful Tower podcast talking about the Paris Metro while riding the Paris Metro. Now, do you remember a few episodes ago, I spoke to uh, an Australian guy called Oliver G. G'day, mate. Ollie G. How you going, mate? Do you remember that? I spoke to Oliver G from Australia, um, and that was good fun. Oliver G's got his own podcast. It's called The Earful Tower. Uh, not The Eiffel Tower, The Earful Tower. You see what he's done? Because you listen to it with your, with your ears, and it's, it's all about Paris. He lives in Paris, and he sort of uh, does episodes all about life in Paris in English. And um, so uh, he invited me on to talk about the Metro, uh, which is the underground train system that we have here in Paris. And the Metro is... Um, uh, a fascinating place, actually. A lot of the stations are very beautiful. Some of the stations are not so beautiful. Um, it's, you know, just like in, I guess, Moscow, you've got your underground system there, which I understand is an incredible place with beautiful stations. But also Tokyo, the subway in Tokyo is has its own culture. It's very clean. It's very, uh, on. it's always on time. People are very quiet in the trains. London has got its tube network, of course, which has got its own culture, the distinctive shape of the trains, the, um, the announcements that you hear, mind the gap, mind the gap, you know. Uh, all of these underground systems have got their own unique culture, and the metro in Paris um, is no exception. And in the episode of the Eiffel Tower that I recorded with Ollie G in December, we actually um, were riding on the metro while recording the episode, and we talk about uh, the metro. You know what what the metro is like, and I give some of my observations about kind of stuff I don't really understand about the metro. Things like the the way it's designed and the way that people behave on it sometimes. Um, okay, so there you go. You can check out. Uh, iTunes again for the Earful Tower or just all your other podcast places search for the Earful Tower Earful E-A-R-F-U-L Tower but also that episode is in the episode archive as well because I posted uh, something into the archive to let all the email subscribers know about that so some of you at this point will be going yep 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 got it Luke already heard it heard it loved it Hopefully you're saying loved it. Maybe you're saying herded it. Her- herded it? No, didn't herded it. Herded it? <sighs> herded. Is, herd is a, is a verb, actually. You've got hear, heard, heard, but also heard, herded, herded. Did you know that? Yep. Uh, her- to herd something, that's when, let's say you've got loads of animals, like sheep, and you need to get them through a gate into another field. You need to herd them through the gate. Yeah, so heard that's right i mean it was a mistake i didn't mean to say herded that was just a mistake but it it is a verb i just wanted to let you know that so maybe you're saying yep luke yep heard heard it heard that episode herded it as well herded that episode yeah because i found that episode in a field and i managed to somehow get it into uh, another field or i found that episode um on the internet and i managed to herd it into my phone and then i then i heard it as well 
Okay, good. I'm glad that I uh, sorted that out. Anyway, check out the the uh, episode archive for the post uh, about the uh, episode about the Metro on the Earful Tower podcast. Upcoming episodes of Luke's English podcast. I shouldn't really make any promises because these episodes haven't been finished yet. But there will be a chat with Amber and Sarah about their new project, uh, Becoming Maman. I sat down with them recently in Amber's flat and we talked about raising kids in another country and what it really means to become a maman rather than becoming a mum or a mom. So you can look forward to listening to that one. Uh, also, uh, there's a chat with a couple of comedian friends that I uh, know from, from doing comedy in Paris, and we talked about all sorts of things. I'll let you discover that one when it arrives. Also, I'm planning an episode about raising bilingual kids, because people keep asking me about this. People keep saying, so, Luke, which language will your daughter speak? Are you going to speak French to her? Are you going to speak English to her? How do kids learn two languages at the same time? I've had lots of like questions about, um, you know, questions of raising uh, questions about questions. Yes, that is possible. I've had questions about questions about questions about raising um, children bilingually. So I'm planning an episode about that, and uh, that's something you can expect to hear in the future. Um, also, I've just, I just I think it's about time. I had some stupid fun on the podcast again because, um, you know, like a lot of the time the episodes I do, I prepare in advance and I try and do them about various subjects. But one of the things I love doing the most on this podcast is just rambling and not just rambling. I mean, you know, rambling about anything, uh, but also just talking, just talking nonsense sometimes. It's so much fun. I mean... You know, going back to the clickbait titles again, sometimes I get the impression that the most popular stuff out there is all about, you know, five secrets for learning English or uh, five phrasal verbs that British people know, but the Americans don't understand. You know, that sort of language focused thing, which I think is great, actually. That's not really clickbait. That's great. Although a secret, five secrets about learning English. Well, they're not secrets now, are they? Now that you've made a video about them. Mm hmm. Anyway, I understand that this is the sort of thing that people will click on. But anyway, I understand the value of making episodes all about language, which is something that I like to do, you know, teaching you language, for example, a phrasal verb a day. Uh, but sometimes I think it's just really good fun to just talk about nothing in particular and just spin out a load of old nonsense into the microphone because that can that can be really good fun. And it's sort of a way of, when it's good, when it works, it's a bit like doing improvisational comedy, you know? It's like improvising some comedy. Um, so I, I'm hoping to just have some stupid fun on the podcast soon in some form. So we'll see what happens. I haven't been doing a lot of comedy recently. I think that's the thing. Because I've been... Because the baby isn't in childcare yet, uh, and so I've been when I'm not teaching at the British Council, I'm at home with the baby to give my chance a wife uh, to give a chance no to give my wife a chance to get some work done because she works for herself. She's self-employed in her job, and so 
she can't take a lot of maternity leave, so we're having to juggle our time quite carefully. So to give my wife a chance, and to give my chance a wife as well, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, to give my wife a chance to kind of get into the office and fix some things at work, um, we're juggling our time. So I have been spending quite a lot of time in the apartment uh, in winter, you know, um, not going outside very much, looking after the baby and going slightly stir crazy and not getting out to do lots of comedy, which is often a, a, a way, doing comedy is a way for me to sort of blow off a bit of steam and to exercise my um, what creative urges and stuff. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, so I've taken a step back from comedy because of lack of time and stuff, except for opening Paul Taylor's show sometimes. He's still doing his show, uh, his one-man show, Hashtag Franglais, which you can see at La, La Nouvelle Eve uh, in Paris, near Metro Station Blanche, near the, uh, near the Moulin Rouge, in fact. So Paul does his show there every Thursday, Friday and Saturday evenings. Check it out if you're in Paris. I strongly recommend you go and see his show. He's very, very good. He's going to be filming it next month. And then, I don't know, maybe, maybe you'll get a chance to see it um, on video in some format. I don't know how he's going to publish that, but uh, it's, you, know, you might be able to get to see it on video. It might even end up on Netflix or something. Imagine that. And then you'll all be able to see uh, his one-man show, even though half of it's in French. Uh, But anyway, you probably would be able to put the subtitles on. So I do open for Paul sometimes because I live not far from the theatre. I can just pop out, do five to ten minutes of comedy at the beginning of his show, and then straight back home again to bounce the baby up and down on a yoga ball because that's my life. But um, apart from that, I miss doing comedy. Because, you know, when a show goes well, it's an amazing feeling, especially when you improvise a little bit. If you do, if you just improvise off the top of your head and do something that you've never written down before, and it's the first time you've ever thought of it there and then on stage, and it works and the audience laughs, it's incredible. It's an amazing feeling. And uh, one of the things I love about doing comedy is coming up with new stuff and improvising. Um And also on the podcast, I've always enjoyed just messing around and being a bit stupid sometimes, as well as teaching you the English language and uh, all that stuff. Sometimes I enjoy just messing around and being a bit stupid. I hope you enjoy those moments too, as well. I'm talking about, you know, just having some fun doing silly voices or just improvising some nonsense. I haven't done that for a while on the podcast, so I should do that, right? Yeah, I should. Okay, then. Maybe I'll do an episode soon in which I just improvise a story or do lots of different voices and things like that. Um, Lepster meetups. I've got some announcements to make about um, LEP meetups or Lepster meetups. I recently posted a new page on my website devoted to information about Lepster meetups. Lepster meetups are basically... Um, events where listeners to this podcast get together, socialise and practice speaking English and they have big rambling sessions, essentially. Mostly these these are happening in Russia because it seems that my listeners there are in a bit of a hurry to get together and um, improve their English because they're always rushing to get to the meetup. Excuse me. Russian joke there. Um, Never mind. Never mind that. Let's carry on. Okay, so... Uh, mostly these happen in, in, in Russia. 
uh, but also uh, they've taken place in uh, Tokyo, also in Prague, and some other places. And I'm always trying to encourage you to get involved and set up your own meetups wherever you are. Um, so uh, here's a message I got from Nick Worcester recently. Worcester sounds like the most English name ever, but I think he's Russian. Is that your real name, Nick? Like Jeeves and Worcester was a famous series of books written by P.G. Woodhouse, uh, made into a TV show starring Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. It's excellent. You should check it out, Jeeves and Worcester. Anyway, this is a, a message I got from Nick Worcester recently, and he, he said, Hi, Luke. How are you? I can't even imagine how busy you are now with all those parenting activities. You must be very, very happy anyway. Yes, I am. I'm very happy and busy. It's been more than a year since we first established the LEP Club in Moscow. Also, last spring, we launched our second club in St. Petersburg. Both clubs have become very popular and are now visited by a lot of people. For example, in January, we had nine meetups and in each one, there were five to 25 people. And Luke, do you remember, we also tried to arrange an LEP club in another city in Russia last summer. Yes, I do remember, Nick. It was in a place that was slightly difficult for me to pronounce. Uh, it was Nizhny Novgorod. Okay, slightly better. Okay, I've, I've, I've improved a little bit on that one. Um, yes, they also tried to arrange an LEP club in Nizhny Novgorod last summer. By the way, that means Lower Newtown. Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe I should call it Lower Newtown. It would be easier. No, I won't. I'll call it Nizhny Novgorod because that's the name. So Nick continues. He said, we failed then because of the huge flood. That's right. There was a huge flood which prevented um, the Lepsters from getting together there. Anyway, our LEP Nizhny Novgorod page on Facebook has been quite popular recently. So we're going to try again to organize the first meetup of Lepsters there. Okay, so if you are in the Nizhny Novgorod area, and I apologize for mispronouncing the name of your city, but I've literally never heard it before. Um, sorry. But anyway, I mean, you know, do you know how to pronounce like Leicester or Gloucester or Worcester? Well, maybe Nick Worcester knows how to pronounce Worcester. Anyway, don't judge me on, on my pronunciation. Instead, just get yourself down to the Geronimo Cafe right in the center of Nizhny Novgorod on the 11th of March, okay? Um, 11th of March at the Time Cafe. It's a Time Cafe. Wow, we've had anti-cafes and now we have Time Cafes. This is a place where you go and order a certain amount of time. Have I talked about this before? I probably have. Repeating myself in my old age. Anyway, the 11th of March at the Time Cafe Geronimo, right in the center of Nizhny Novgorod. Um, and uh, he said, would you please announce it on the podcast? Okay, here, here we are. I'm doing it right now. It would be great if you also shared it on Facebook. Here's the link. I will be sharing it on Facebook, Nick. Haven't done that yet, but I will do now. Doobie doobie doo. Let's see if I can find the time. Okay. First Lepsters get together in Nizhny Novgorod Sunday, the 11th of March at 6 o'clock p.m. All right. That's when it's going to go down. And all right, then, Lepsters in Nizhny Novgorod. Sorry, you can get together and just discuss how 
I'm mispronouncing the name of your town, if you like. By the way, Luke, and this is Nick still speaking. By the way, Luke, we are wondering if it's possible to place a link to all your meetup groups in Tokyo, Moscow, St. Petersburg, etc. in the podcast. It would help Luke's English podcast ninjas to find like-minded friends more easily. Thank you, Luke. Well, Nick, that's exactly what I've done. As I said earlier on, uh, there is a new LEP meetup page in the website. Um, and I'm going to just read from it now if I can open it. This is why I've got the baby in the baby carrier so I can actually use both hands at the same time. Uh, so um, this is the page on my website. You'll find it in the contact section of the menu. And it says, Lepster Meetups. Listeners of this podcast in some cities regularly meet up to socialize and practice speaking English. Blah, blah, you knew that already. LEP meetups around the world, Russia. The biggest and most frequent meetups happen in Russia, where listeners regularly get together and have big rambling sessions. Moscow, St. Petersburg, and uh, Nizhny Novgorod. Also, Japan. The first ever Luke's English podcast meetup happened in Tokyo. And in 2017, there was quite a big event when I visited and performed stand-up comedy uh, there with some friends. And I talked about that on the podcast, if you remember. In fact, I played some audio from that event. But um, there's a Facebook page for the Tokyo Lepsters too. Also, Czech Republic as well. Uh, there's also information on this page about how to organize an LEP meetup. So you might be thinking, oh, I'd like to do that too. There might be some Lepsters in my town. Maybe we can sort something out. Well, this is what you will find written on the page. If you'd like to organize a meetup, here are some tips. First, find a suitable venue, a place where you can have the meetup. It should be a cafe, a pub, a time cafe, or an anti-cafe, or just a place like that, like a public cafe or pub or bar, where there is space for people to sit together comfortably without too much noise. Uh, then you can pick a good date and time. Sunday afternoons seem to work well, or Sunday evenings, or maybe an evening during the week, but maybe not Friday because the place might be very busy on a Friday, but I'll let you decide. Then, uh, when you've picked the venue, the date and time, you then set up a Facebook page or something similar. For example, a page on VK, and then include the address, the time, the date, the name of the host, and any instructions on how to find you. For example, how they can identify you. Okay, so the Facebook page with the address, time, date, name of the host, and how they can find you. And then when you've set that up, you contact me. I'm Luke. Um, you contact me through my website or, uh, yeah, the website's the best way. Or maybe um, just email me at luketeacher at hotmail.com if you can't access the website for some reason. Uh, contact me and ask me to publicize the event. The thing is, I need at least two weeks' notice, okay? I need a couple of weeks' notice. I'll try to announce the meetup on the podcast, but I can't guarantee this. I mean, I need several weeks of notice because sometimes, um, you know, just because of time management, you might send me the message, but I won't be able to actually make the announcement for, for a little while just because of time management issues. So give me at least two weeks' notice, two weeks before the event's going to happen. I'll try and announce it on the podcast, uh, but I can definitely share it with my Facebook and Twitter followers, all right? Um, you should prepare a few topics or questions to help the conversation flow. 
Uh, typically, questions would be things like, you know, how did you discover Luke's English podcast or which episodes do you like or which epi- episodes do you dislike even? Or you could pick some topics that I've spoken out, spoken about recently and, and use those as a starting point or ask people to introduce themselves. You can talk about ways in which you've learned English or traveling experiences that you've had, the things that you study, the things you do at work, you know. Um, you should be like-minded, open-minded people and um, your aim should just be to continue the conversation. Let the conversation flow and just have fun, okay? You could play games. A lot of the Lepsters in Russia are playing board games of different kinds and stuff. Um, so prepare a few topics or questions to help the conversation flow and then have your meet up and enjoy chatting in English to some like-minded people and let me know what uh, what happens? Take a photo or two and send them to me. Um, you'll find a gallery of photos on the uh, LEP uh, meetup page on my website. You can see a big gallery of photos, including pictures of the Moscow Saint- and St. Petersburg um, uh, uh, meetup groups and some pictures of the live show from Tokyo and um, and other stuff like that. It's nice. Okay. All right. Good. It's nice. All right, I just went a bit bore out there at the end. Um, What now? What now? I think there's a bit of time for me to just go through a few comments, recent comments that have arrived on the website under recent episodes of the podcast. So I had lots of comments about the birth of my daughter, that episode, episode 502. Lots of comments. Thank you so much for writing such lovely comments. Generally, it seems that, you know, people were fairly touched by the episode, People appreciated the fact that I was being quite candid and personal in that episode. And also, what, which is really nice, is that lots of people said very complimentary uh, and flattering things about my wife and her English, saying things like, oh, she's got a lovely accent. Her English is excellent. She seems lovely. Please invite her back onto the podcast. Uh, and I will. I will invite her back on the podcast uh, when we get the opportunity, I was just talking to her about that the other day, saying, so do you want to come back on the podcast again? And she said, but, you know, I've got nothing to say. That's what she thinks. I disagree. I think she's probably got lots of things to contribute. I could ask her about what she thinks of my French, for example. Um, anyway, there's loads of stuff that we could talk about. One of the things I was thinking was that, you know, we've been together for eight years now. And over the course of that eight years, uh, she's kind of picked up quite a lot of f- specific phrases from me. And these are phrases that get repeated a lot in our daily lives, like little idioms or certain little phrases that often get spoken in our flat. And I thought we could maybe do an episode where we go through some of those phrases. That could be a fun way for us to teach you some nice natural little bits of English. So maybe that's what we'll do. Anyway, here's a comment from Christina from Russia who was featured on this podcast. She won one of the competitions I did uh, a couple of years ago. And Christina wrote this. Hi, Luke. Congratulations to your lovely family. And thank you for sharing this wonderful story for your genuine emotions and authenticity for being brave enough to talk about something so private. I absolutely love the ideas of comprehensible input and storytelling in language learning that you mentioned. I was listening to that episode of Ollie Richards podcast with Stephen Krashen a couple of weeks ago thinking if only we had a Luke's English podcast for every language. 
I think content like this is why I enjoy learning languages in the first place. It's a door to a different world where you can meet people, learn what they're thinking and feeling, how they live their lives and what they value. It's an endless world of stories that you can experience. With every language you learn, you're getting a glimpse into another life, another point of view, another culture, and that is priceless. Have the best of luck, joy, and happiness in your new journey, and please invite your wife more often. She has the loveliest voice. That's nice, Christina. Thank you for that. Um, Here are a couple of episodes about the most recent episodes. A couple of episodes? No, a couple of comments about um, the recent episodes about my frustrations with French. This one is from Sebastian Balash. Um, I'm assuming that you're from Hungary with a name like that, Balash. Sebastian Balash on Facebook wrote this. And this is after I'd spoken in some, uh, in some depth about, uh, you know, my struggle with learning French. And he said, the longer I learn English, the more I think that this whole problem is more about psychology and social skills rather than grammar or vocabulary. We need, uh, more a good therapist than a teacher and my therapist is you Luke and this episode was a was a pretty successful session my understanding and speaking have improved over the years but very slowly more importantly my attitude has changed I don't care anymore if I don't understand something or can't express something accurately if I can avoid high expectations from others and from myself, language learning is just like learning anything else, like chemistry or literature or maths. You would never say that you're frustrated because of your lack of knowledge in chemistry. So why should I frustrate myself because of the language? Yes, my English is rubbish, but my chemistry is also. And on the other hand, I have a lot of other skills and values that can, um, that, on which I can base my self-esteem. Interesting points. Um, is it the same? Like learning a language and learning chemistry, are they the same thing? Um, it's true. Maybe you wouldn't get frustrated by your lack of chemistry unless, of course, you were trying to build a career in chemistry or something like that. Or if, you know, it depends on how important chemistry is to you in your daily life. The thing about learning a language is that it's so personal. Somehow it's, it's like, um, it is so deeply involved in your identity that's the thing so it's all about expressing yourself and sort of being uh, a certain person it's you know your ability to express yourself or communicate somehow defines who you are so i guess that's why we get so kind of hung up on uh, our limitations in other languages but i still think it's it's important to try and manage that and to keep that in check and just to think well I shouldn't get so frustrated about this. It's just all part of the learning curve. Um, Wesley, who sometimes writes on the, the website, and he, he often writes, like, just, I have to say, brilliant comments. Um, first of all, Wesley's command of English is excellent. And also, he just seems to make very clever points and very sort of well-balanced uh, points. And this is quite a long comment, but I thought it would be worth reading out to you uh, here. So Wesley wrote this. Uh, hello, Luke. Are you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing fine, thanks. Um, and he said, I've, it's been a long time since I last commented on your website. I listened to the reasons you've listed to explain why you haven't reached a level of French where you would feel comfortable to get by, and I believe they make sense. 
As I see it, with all due respect, you're another victim of the sway that the English language holds worldwide. English has developed to become such a powerful language that it's a no-brainer which language non-native speakers should learn other than their own. Non-native speakers have clearly a lot to gain, both professionally and culturally, from learning English. That decision has already been made for them. However, when it comes to its monolingual native speakers, English is both a blessing and a curse. Native speakers don't have to spend years of their lives worrying about getting very good at another language if they want to succeed in business, entertainment or academia. They've got the grammar, the vocabulary, the pronunciation, basically the whole package by a strike of what many English learners think is luck. English speakers are just as good lang- they're just as good language learners as everyone else, but they carry a curse that's often overlooked. This curse is their own language. For a start, I don't believe that it's straightforward for most teenagers living in the UK, the US, or any other English-speaking country, which second language they should choose to learn. Is it Spanish, French, German, or Mandarin? There's enough research in psychology that backs up the idea that when confronted with too many options, people will make poor decisions. After making their choice, people feel they have to stay motivated and overcome all the challenges that the new language poses. Difficult grammar, tricky phonemes, unintelligible sounds. When any of those barriers makes itself seem insurmountable, there's often the option to switch back to English. So why learn another language if English enables them to just get by anyway? Another factor is that the Uh, Cultural industry in England floods the whole world with its productions. By doing so, it is the richest worldwide and consequently they have the money available to invest in expensive projects and sell them afterwards. This is a vicious circle that stifles low-budget local productions and makes them unattractive. Take Hollywood as an example. Although people all over the globe can be creative enough to match and surpass the quality of Hollywood, the sheer output of expensive blockbusters guarantees that there is little to no competition from films in other languages. Why would any native English speaker learn another language if the biggest hits of the moment are in English? Among other things, the answers to both questions I raised in the last two paragraphs constitute what motivates any English speaker to learn a second language. So why learn another language if English enables them to get by? And why would any native English speaker learn another language if the biggest hits of the moment are in English? While there's good cause for some, others for, uh, for others there might be none. Luke, I believe there are only... There are only two ways for you to overcome the frustration of learning French and to stop making your admittedly very good excuses. The first is to drop the idea of learning it entirely and then face the consequences. I know it seems quite harsh, but we can't deliberately motivate ourselves to do something we don't really feel like doing. We either feel like it or we don't, and that's just the way it is. The other way is to learn French once and for all. Even though I said in the previous paragraph that we can't pretend to be motivated, sometimes we have to do things with no motivation at all. Humankind would be under serious threat if parents had to feel eager every time they woke up at night to check on the crying baby and they recognise afterwards that the effort paid off. 
We will never do anything if we wait for the perfect conditions to fall into place. We live in an imperfect world after all. I would also consider whether the material you're using is suitable for your needs. I know you're an English teacher with many years of experience, but I think we should take every material we use with a pinch of salt. Do the books you have meet your current needs? I'm saying this because most beginner materials I've used to learn English and other languages seem to hinder conversation. They postpone far too, far too many things like conditionals, subordinate clauses, how to use but and because. And if I don't learn those things earlier on, early on, if I don't learn those things early on, I'll not be able to show reasoning and consequently I'll be the dumbest person there can be speaking that language. Feeling dumb is one of the biggest confident killers for language learners. By the look of what you've told us, I would go for improving my conversation skills if I were you. This is what will give you the confidence boost that you need to soldier on. You need to find someone who takes a professional approach to teaching conversational French and allows you to speak freely. Maybe a teacher on italki, I don't know, but definitely someone outside your social sphere. That way, you'll be able to keep French learning issues and personal matters apart. The last thing you need here is to listen to judgmental people who don't know what they're talking about. Please make as many mistakes as, as you can because Luke version 2.0 will not develop without them. Do a 30-day challenge of learning French and record yourself speaking every day to keep track of your progress. I hope I might have been helpful somehow best wishes to the whole family wesley wesley brilliant comment thank you a lot of things for me to take on board there like your nice bits of specific advice about taking a 30-day challenge or taking some french lessons on italki all stuff that i've been thinking about and i'm taking it all on board nice one wesley um, I'm, i'm curious to know what other listeners are thinking about some of the things you've said there As ever, ladies and gents, you can leave your comments in the comments section on the website and do check out the comments section from time to time. You'll see that there are some very interesting things being written by some, you know, very interesting people. Um, and that's just an example of that. I'm going to read a few more comments from um, other recent episodes and then uh, we're going to call it a day here for this episode. Okay. All right then. So my baby is still asleep. How are you doing there? You doing all right? Oh my gosh, she's so cute. Yeah, good girl. That's it. You're fine. Don't worry. Okay. All right. So this was from episode 506, which was about one of Britain's favorite poems. And Elena wrote this one and she said, I absolutely loved and enjoyed it. Thank you, Luke. And, uh, and do you remember, ladies and gents, in that episode, uh, one of the words that came up was the word imposter. And if you feel like an imposter... It means you feel like you're in a situation that you shouldn't really be in. Um, like I was talking about how when I'm sometimes in a, in, a, in a group of people who are all speaking fluent French, I feel like a, a bit of an imposter because I feel like I shouldn't be there because my French isn't good enough or that, you know, I just somehow feel out of place, like I'm not good enough to be there. Imposter syndrome. Well, Elena wrote this. She said, thank you, Luke. And I do feel like an imposter now. I've decided to take a CAE preparation course. CAE is the Cambridge, uh, the Certificate of Advanced English from Cambridge. It's a Cambridge exam for English. 
advanced English. So I do feel like an imposter now. I've decided to take a CAE preparation course. I passed the test which gave me the right to take the course, but I can't stop feeling that I'm much worse than others who are doing it. But I hope that I will survive and get better. Elena, don't worry. Take it from me. If you took the test, I'm going to speak like Michael Caine now. If you took the test and you passed, then you've got every right to be in that room with those other students. And I, I reckon, Elena, that you, I'm sure that some of the other students in that class who you think are better than you are probably thinking the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised. So good luck, Elena. That was a month ago that you wrote that. I hope the course has been going all right for you. Um, and just think, Elena, do those other people in the class listen to Luke's English podcast? If they don't, then surely they're at a disadvantage. Surely. Uh, this comment came from episode 507, which was all about learning English from UK comedy shows. And that's something else I, I need to revisit. There are so many comedy shows I'd like to go into more detail about on this podcast. Anyway, this comment, uh, who is this from? Oh, I don't know who this is from. I'm really sorry. I didn't get the name. Anyway, um, 507 UK comedy shows. It goes like this. Hi, Luke and everyone else. That was another really good subject for an episode. And I imagine that many of the listeners are comedy fans as well. You mentioned some of my favorite British comedy characters like David Brent and Alan Partridge. Only last year, I discovered and particularly enjoyed some actors and writers from the IT crowds cast like Chris Morris, Matt Berry and Richard Ayoade, who I found out is also quite a talented director. I recommend his film, Submarine. Ladies and gentlemen, all of these people are definitely people you should check out. We've had characters like David Brent from The Office and Alan Partridge from the TV show I'm Alan Partridge, but also actors and comedians like Chris Morris, uh, Matt Berry and Richard Ayoade. And um, the comment continues, I hope you'll make a similar episode about interesting not necessarily comedy British radio shows, because I'm having some trouble finding any. Well, I've got one recommendation for you right here and now, and that is you could listen to LBC. Um, LBC Radio, just t type in LBC Radio. Um, I listen to that sometimes. I mean, obviously, I'd recommend BBC Radio. I often listen to BBC Radio 5 and Radio 6 music and BBC Radio 4. I just find that the output is genuinely very good but check out lbc as well because lbc is a radio station it used to be based in london but it's now uh just basically a a, a british radio station and they have uh, calls from members of the public so often on the show you're listening to uh, the presenters just having conversations and discussing issues with uh, callers who could be like a taxi driver who's calling in or just some member of the public and they call in and they talk about the issues of the day. A lot of stuff about Brexit and things like that as well. And it can be very, a very interesting way for you to listen to just ordinary British people in conversation about some quite interesting issues. LBC Radio. Um, and the comment continues. Also, I'd like to listen to you talk about the Flight of the Concords and the Kiwi accent sometime. Flight of the Concords are a comedy uh, 
comedy, musical comedy double act from New Zealand. I absolutely love Flight of the Concords, and I've I, I loved them from the first time I found out about them back in like two thousand and six, two thousand and five, two thousand and seven. Anyway. Uh, Flight of the Concords. They had two series of their TV show and also several albums, musical albums. Um, yeah, really good, really funny, really good music. And they're from New Zealand, so they've got the Kiwi accent, which is an accent I haven't really explored on this podcast, so I would like to do that. I've always been in, I've always been meaning to do stuff about Flight of the Concords. Just too, too many subjects to talk about. The comment continues. I've never watched a full episode of The Flight of the Concords, but I've seen... Um, huh? No. No, this, this comment is now about another show called Life's Too Short, which is a Ricky Gervais project. And he, the comment goes, I've never watched a full episode of the show, but I've seen this clip an infinite number of times over the last two weeks, and I can't help laughing really hard every single time. The clip he's talking about is a scene from this Ricky Gervais TV show involving Liam Neeson. We know Liam Neeson, of course, from the Taken films. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. Um, I don't know. Oh, you're a baby. Okay. Fine. Um, Liam Neeson, the actor, he's in Taken. He's in Star Wars Episode One. Schindler's List. He's a brilliant uh, actor from from Northern Ireland. Anyway, there's a scene in Life's Too Short, the Ricky Gervais show, where Liam Neeson comes in to the room and has a very, very serious conversation about wanting to start doing comedy. It's just brilliant. It's hilarious. It's quite sort of shocking and a bit controversial in, in terms of the subjects that they're dealing with. But it's just the funny thing about it for me is the way that Liam Neeson is so serious and he's talking to Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant about how he wants to change his uh, change direction in his career. And he says, uh, "Guys, I've 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 decided to change my career. I want to start doing comedy." And he's so frightening and and serious. And they're like, "Uh, okay, that's interesting. What kind of comedy? Sketches, impressions, funny funny videos, uh, improvising." Okay, you have to watch the clip. Ladies and gents, just watch the clip and you'll um, you'll agree it's funny. Or maybe I'll play it on the podcast at some point. It's hard explaining a comedy video when you can't actually see it. In the end, you know those situations where you're trying to explain something to someone. You've seen it. You're trying to explain it to your friends. It's like, oh, that's brilliant. There's this bit where he goes, oh, you know, I want to do comedy. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm quite serious. Uh, And your friends don't really get what you're talking about. What do you say in that situation? Well, in English, you just say, you have to see it. You have to see it. Or the other one is, you had to be there. You had to be there. That's the phrase that you use when you're trying to explain a situation that you experienced and you're failing to explain it very well to your friends and you just say oh you had to be there okay so you've got uh, you have to see it and you had to be there all right so anyway for that clip with Liam Neeson and Ricky Gervais you just you had you have to see it really a um, couple of other comments and then we'll uh, call it a day 
Episode 508 was uh, called Six True Crime Stories from Victorian England, and that was with my dad, and he, he told some true stories of petty crimes that occurred uh, in, uh, in his hometown where he lives. Um, and this was a comment from Jack, and Jack, who calls me King, because I'm the king, apparently. Uh, King, convey my regards to Uncle Rick, please, and tell him that he's a very consummate and eloquent speaker and presenter. Well, Jack, I will tell him, and it's true, he is a consummate and eloquent speaker and presenter of English. Um, And uh, what Jack has been doing recently is writing lists of words that he's picked from episodes. I mentioned that on the podcast recently. I said, you know, write some words. If you notice some nice bits of language in episodes, put them in the comments section. Well, Jack has been doing that very diligently. And if you check out the comments section of recent episodes, you'll see long lists of words and phrases that he's picked from the episode, which I think um, is great. Thank you for doing that, Jack. I'm sure that other listeners appreciate being presented with uh, these lists of, of words. And what people can do is they can... Take the words, they can, you know, Google them, um, look them up in dictionaries, check out the example sentences that you find in the, in the Google dictionary results or Cambridge Online dictionary or whatever you're choosing to use. And it can be a good way of, like, you know, expanding your vocabulary. Uh, or you can check out the list while you're listening to the episode because I think the lists are usually in, in um, chronological order. And then you can sort of notice the words and phrases as they naturally pop up in the episode. Thank you for doing that, Jack. Episode 509 was all about philosophy. It was a slightly ambitious episode where I tried to explain different schools of philosophical thought uh, in order to prepare you for the next episode, which was a conversation with Amber and Paul, where we sort of failed to um, talk about philosophy in a, in a, in a very conclusive way and instead we ended up sort of debating and discussing the um, finer points of this quiz about philosophy yeah quite frustrating but it seems that many of you enjoyed listening to it anyway because ultimately it's amber paul and me talking about stuff and that's always a bit of fun isn't it anyway episode 509 um this one from uh, jose miguel He said, I'm glad you chose philosophy as the subject of your podcast. Besides, you made it really amusing. Basically, you talked about how should we live. I prefer another topic, which is know yourself. Maybe it could be interesting for another podcast in the future. Cheers from Spain. Know yourself. Yes. Another deep subject, which I should add to my to-do list. And he said, and do you remember, ladies and gents, in that episode, I talked about having a neighbor with an annoying laugh we have a we have a neighbor who lives in the flat opposite us and <laughs> he laughs like that Ugh! makes me want to strangle him it really does especially when they're having a party with loud music <laughs> so i was talking about how my neighbor's got an annoying laugh and it's the most annoying laugh in the world well uh jose miguel said by the way, if you could hear my neighbour's laugh, I bet it would make. I bet it would change your mind about the most annoying laugh in the world. And besides, he's actually crazy. Okay. Uh, well, I suppose if your neighbour is actually crazy and has an annoying laugh to boot, then that's yeah. It doesn't sound much fun. I have to say, he's actually crazy. I mean, he's like clinically mad. Is he? 
you might want, I don't know, surely something should be done about that. If he's actually crazy, like medically insane, someone should maybe, you know, maybe he needs to go and see a doctor, get some medication. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Anyway, uh, Jose Miguel, just maybe you should just give him a wide berth uh, or or perhaps write him a letter and just say, you know, just noticed your behavior and I believe that you're actually crazy. Don't use the words actually crazy in your letter. I've just noticed, you know, I just was wondering if you were feeling okay and I just thought that if you felt like you needed help in any way that this number is available, you could call this number and they might give you the assist. I've heard you screaming at night and I thought that, I don't know, don't take that seriously, Jose. Jose, Jose, Jose. Don't take that seriously, Jose. Okay. You weren't you weren't taking it seriously. Okay, fine, good. All right, let's move on. Uh, episode five hundred and ten was the philosophy quiz with Amber and Paul, and this comment from Eri uh, from Japan. By the way, Eri, congratulations on the birth of your daughter. Eri just uh, gave birth to a, a baby. It's a baby girl, isn't it? I think it's a girl. Congratulations, Eri. Wonderful, joyful. I hope you're doing all right. I hope the baby's fine. I hope it's all good with you. I hope you're enjoying the wonderful first few weeks of being with your newborn baby, that you're recovering okay, that basically everything's fine. Congratulations. Uh, She said, uh, no episode is boring, Luke. Thank you, pod pals. I enjoyed listening and playing the same test with you. I ended up with the same philosophical school of thought, skepticism. When I first listened to the episode, I was confused. And I f- uh, this is episode 509. And when I first listened to that, I was confused. And I felt even if it was in Japanese, I think I would struggle to understand it. But after episode 510, episode 509 is more interesting to listen to. And I feel that it's easier to understand. Luke, we need both fun and serious episodes. Well, good. I'm very glad uh, to hear that. It's like a vote of confidence Um, It's very nice to get your messages, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's now time for me to finish this episode. So to conclude, get the Luke's English Podcast app, okay? And uh, that's where you'll find lots of new stuff, including episodes of A Phrasal Verb A Day, which I will continue at some point, all right? Anyway, A Phrasal Verb A Day in the app now, videos in the app, app app-only episodes, including one with Lindsay from All Ears English. Oh, by the way, in that one, we talked about immersion experiences, traveling to countries where they speak English in order to learn the language. So uh, Lindsay is involved in various projects relating to immersion experiences for language learning. And I asked her all about that. So in that app only episode, in my app, um, you can hear uh, the two of us sort of discussing immersions and evaluating the pros and cons of immersions for learning English. Okay, Uh, check out their app, the All Ears English Listening app as well, for the episode where I talked about politics and stuff. Uh, check out Becoming Mammal, the podcast by Amber and Paul, uh, Amber and Paul, no, Amber and Sarah. And uh, Lepster Meetups, get involved, Nizhny Novgorod, 6pm, uh, 11th of March. Check out the Geronimo Cafe, get together and have fun. Hopefully there won't be a flood this time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I'll speak to you again soon. But for now, 
Goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.